And good evening. Welcome to the year fear. I'm Jeff. Happy New Year, everybody. And tonight, Mike is with me. Good evening, sir. Yes, I'm always with you in spirit. Yeah, yes, you are, sir. That's uh, that's a mic on the mind. That's right. And it's a special, special episode. Yes. It is F.A. Jeff's birthday. Hey. Well, pre, this is a pre night before, so this is a a, a Jeff part uh, Christmas or birthday uh, Eve show. Yeah, because we, we will no, we'll no be, insanity is going to happen tonight. Yeah, no, that's tomorrow. tomorrow I, we'll, I, we'll, I, we'll be at the Winchester tomorrow, and uh, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll record something. And, and craziness will ensue. No, no, uh, we can't. We can't because I gotta. I, I can't be up late on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Can't I, got, be late I got that. I got a Johnny Cash tribute show to go oh, see on right. Sunday. I know you. We. You, I was. You, we. I talked about yeah, going. Yeah, to that no, no. But you bowed like, out because you knew you were gonna be hung over. You knew you were gonna be hung over as shit. So. Yeah, that's what I was like. Because at first I was like, yeah. Then I, I go, what is it? Oh, the eighth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. No, I'm gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> we were. You were like, oh, on board. Oh man, I was like, you get. I was, it? and then I thought about it. Like, oh yeah. No, we we don't we don't want you there to 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 see all of that, you know. So, but we are gonna have fun tonight because we are doing the sequel to what we did last week. Because this month is Halloween month, and we're doing Halloween two. Not my favorite Halloween, but. We felt like an audible was called, and this needed to happen because it, they they kind of blend together better. I think they sort of do. Um, that whole I think I talked about Halloween two tons when we were doing the first film. You I kept mentioning tons? like scenes, and now we're actually going to get the suit to do it. Like uh, you just and I it, said before, you just call it Halloween two tons. Hmm? You just called it Halloween two tons. Did I say two tons? I mean <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> I'm even drunk. What you, what you been doing? Halloween today? two. Are you, you sure you work late? <laughs> I didn't go out. Trust me. I just got home. Christian King. Yeah, we're doing Halloween two, and uh, 1981. I think this was three years later after the original. Uh yes, because the original came out in 1978. Yeah. So, so doing... we had some other films come out in the midst of this uh, the movie we're going to do at the end of the year or at the end of this month. Um, when Stranger Calls, that came out, I think, a year after Halloween. A very kind of similar vibe, which which is why we're doing it. And I think we also had the first, um, uh, not, not not Nightmare. I don't think Nightmare came out yet. No, I think we're thinking of Friday the 13th by now. So I think we're we're getting that that start of feeling that 80s slasher kind of coming in. And Yeah, because I think Friday the 13th is 80? I believe so. That's why I'm checking real quick. Yeah, Jack. I think it's. I believe it's eighty. Because, like I said, I think like so. Because yeah. Halloween was first, and like Freddy, and I mean, well, Freddy was eighty four, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Freddy came out. Yeah, 1980 was the uh, first Friday the Thirteenth, so a year before this mm-hmm. came out. So yeah, we we were like I said, we were seeing the the infancy, this the the, the the beginning of what became like these great 80s slasher films. Not taking away anything from like the '90s, what the '90s presented with, you know, I know what you did and screaming and all that, but there is something about the '80s slasher films that just there's just a flavor to them. Just you can't you can't cap recapture. They've tried as much as they've tried. Rob Zombie's tried. They've tried with the remakes of the Friday the Thirteenth. They've tried with the horrible last two Halloween movies. You know, trying to get this. Yeah. yeah. Um, was, now, is this the movie? We're, we'll see it here in a minute, but I just want to ask, is this the movie where they try to do that connection between make it a brother and sister thing? Was I it believe so. Okay. I believe so, yeah. This is where they... I, I think that's why I have a little issue with it, because, again, I, I'm not. this is not my favorite. I, 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 I never, I've never liked that. 
I've always hated it. It felt and I come, kind of glad, like in the new Halloween movies, they kind of like, oh yeah, that was just a rumor. Yeah, that that was one of the good things they did was not, you know, having them be brother and sister, which I always thought was kind of stupid. I thought they did in the last two Jamie Lee Curtis ones. I thought they 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 heavily hinted to that again. No, really? No. Okay, maybe no, I was no, maybe no, I was they just don't miss- hint, like they. There's one mention of it in the first film, okay. and it's just like a joke thing, like, oh, Laurie Strode, the crazy woman, like, oh, wow, oh, there was like a rumor that she was related. But that's how they threw it off. Like it was like, oh, oh but it okay. was never, it was never factualized or nothing. It was like, oh, okay, we think, but okay, okay, that makes more sense. All right, Tim. So if you guys are ready, um, again, I don't know where it is. Whenever you guys are listening to this, it's probably on a different streaming service. I have Amazon Prime always, uh, Google Play, YouTube. You can always find it on there. Uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm not finding this anywhere to watch uh, on streaming service at all. So. Uh, Sorry for your luck if you're listening yeah. now, but uh, do look uh, look around. I watch it around. I know Halloween time. I think um, I think it's an NBC that that throws that out there. So keep an eye out on that. Yeah, Peacock might be on Peacock, right? It, it, no, it's not. No, like I said, I'm looking at where to watch. Oh, it now. it's not. It, yeah, oh, it I'm sorry. Zip. Shit. I do not see anything. It, I it was on Peacock at one point, but uh, but again, mm. it was Halloween and everything. Every horror movie out is on some stream I'll service. Check YouTube. Maybe it's on YouTube. Online. Like YouTube. I said, yeah, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon Prime. Those are the places to look. I, uh, iTunes, Vudu. So, mm-hmm. anyway, but join the fun and hang out and listen with us. All right, buddies, let's do a countdown for Halloween 1981. In three, two, one, press the play. And this is a standard version. I didn't get anything freaky for you guys this time, or for damn it, Jeff and I. Universal, what are they doing nowadays, film-wise? What are you? Um, is Fast and Furious there? No, that's Paramount. What a creepy way to open! I love it. With that freaky old-timey song. Oh, I think Universal, most recently, Universal was a uh, was a uh, was the Jurassic Park series. They just released Megan. This this weekend, which I want to go check out. I hear it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I want to check out Megan. I've heard good things about it. And of course, I think they're uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is coming out soon. So, which I want to see. It's a good way to begin, kind of a recap of the ending of the first one. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I think it, yeah, how how they uh, how they started this, I thought it just fit fit perfectly with it. Yeah, because it just blends. You know, it literally picks up in a scene at the end, like the the ending of the first one. And I think the second Halloween movie tried to do that, but just didn't do it. Like this one, just like, oh, shit, it's the first one again. And that's kind of how you you should do it. I mean, you got to kind of just, especially I know it's been three years and you got to realize movies back then weren't readily available like they are now. Mm -hmm. Especially a horror movie. You're not going to catch it on the other CBS Sunday, you know. <laughs> movie, yeah, yeah, I don't think <laughs> or so. The, or the Monday night movie one, you're not going to catch those. So, uh, although you, if you recall, I think CBS on Saturday nights had like a, um, I think they had like a horror thing. I think if late at that, night, yeah, I think it was I, like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was like fright night at CBS. That's where I saw the Doctor Strange movie, that horrible one from like 1977. Oh, I yeah, saw that yeah. on there. Now, uh, this is directed by uh, Rick Rosenthal. This is his first filmed uh directed he did uh bad boys in 1983 not the one you're thinking of uh american dreamer ruskies uh halloween resurrection in 2012 
not a big uh not, not, a, big a, not a lot not a lot well not not in the movies category but when you look at his television category like his like the stuff he's done he was actually did two episodes of Buffy he did seven episodes of Smallville uh, he did Flash hey, Gordon, uh, the Flash movie? Gordon series. They had uh, in 2007. He did the first episode or one episode. Sorry, dude. I, have you ever seen that series? No, not really. I didn't want to ruin things. Man, <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's yeah. just awful. It the only saving grace was Gil Gerard was on there as like Flash's father, which was, I thought was kind of cool, and Aaron Gray, but it was just bad. <laughs> Ooh. So he has uh, two uh, two Halloweens under his belt. So that's a man. He took one hell of a fall to get an imprint like that in the grass. Just saying. That's that's from the school, the Acme school. <laughs> like it literally he is. is. He, he's the coyote. That's why he keeps <laughs> surviving. He's not a fucking horrible <laughs> monster. He's the coyote. <laughs> that's what it is. Case solved. Move on, Loomis. We no no need to hear. Call the Roadrunner. He'll take care of it. I'm never going to watch this series the same way again. <laughs> now I'm just waiting for the Acme Anvil to drop out of nowhere. And hit those... Shut up. Mind your business. If that was New York. That'd be a whole different conversation. Oh, yeah. What the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> she got that shit out. So we have in here, Michael Myers is played by a one Dick Warlock. Um, he played uh, in this one. He also played Michael Myers, Patrolman number three, and he was also the stunt coordinator. Uh, he was also in the sequel to this, The Season of the Witch, uh, where he played uh, an assassin android and stunt coordinator. I think one day, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of which poison am I going to pick. One day we're going to have to do the Rise of Skywalker or Halloween 3. I wonder which that is going to be Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I mean. Was... Oh, no, man. And he's been in a lot of movies. He actually was a stunt coordinator in Big Trouble in Little China, if you want to go back and check out our archives. Also a movie you and I were just talking about in the green room, Commando. He was a stunt coordinator there. He's been around uh, doing a lot of like stunt coordinator work, and he's been in a quite a bit of movies. Uh one, I think I can't believe we never did just for the fun of it when we did a couple of years ago. I think when we did like the non MCU or DC, you know, um, superheroes, the Rocketeer. We never did. A, I always thought we would do that. I think that was discussed, but we just never got around to it. Like the, we just had like a solid four that we chose for that month. Yeah, and, yeah. But I think we did talk about the Rocketeer. That was I do remember that. But he's he's been around. He's done a lot of movies. Uh, he's Jaws did stunts in Jaws. I mean, he's yeah, he's been. By the way, what a what a which we're passing by. We missed like literally. We had a cold opening, and it bleeds right into the intro with the music and stuff like that. I I love the beginning of this. Same music, of course, by John and terrifying. See, this one's got a little bit more of an eighties vibe. We're getting the oh yeah, we're getting a lot more. Uh keyboard mm-hmm. now this is uh also performed and scored with alan uh Hall- howarth and he was uh involved in star trek uh 
the motion picture. He also worked with John on Escape from New York, Halloween 3, Christine, and the uh, Prince of Darkness. If anybody Another wants a really rated, good one. Um, John Carpenter movie. Weird, but good. And you were making a comment about the Mr. Sandman opening, you know, at the beginning. That was also used later on in a movie we're going to do next week is the uh, Halloween H2O, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Dude, when that pumpkin became a skull, I was freaking out. I was like, what is this? Because they didn't do that in the first one. The first one was just the pumpkin. Now this one, you have the pumpkin turning into the skeleton. Like, okay, now we're just getting weirder and weirder. And then you focus that shot on the eyes. Okay, I'm already creeped out. So I guess we're just following him around from his escape, when his, his resurrection, as it was, because he can't die because he's uh, from Acme. Where was this shot? Was this Maryland? Honestly, I was just thinking about that. I was, like, I was just out. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Like, it's like uh, production. Da, 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 da. Cool little creepy thing here is you got Myers perspective. No, this was a film. Let's see, it filmed over a six week period during uh, from April sixth to May eighteenth. Most of the filming was shot at Morningside Hospital in Los Angeles, California. And Pasadena to Community Hospital. So two hospitals were, you know, basically used for for this. This. Oh yeah, because like like this that's going on right here. This this is like the last time you'll see, like the you the, know, the, the rural the areas. Yeah, like the, the whole film right. after this is like in the hospital. That's it. Which I think adds to its creepiness, but that's just me. But then again, you did make a comment uh, a couple weeks ago, like how like there's no, it's not believable because the hospital would never be that empty and you're right so yeah that was like one of my biggest that's that's why i kind of like i think there were a couple of things of this movie i just was like the, the the linking of the brother sister thing the hospital i mean i not to not to brag but i've spent enough times in hospitals to mm. <laughs> to know <laughs> they, they are not empty you can't do anything really in there so you can't walk around a corner of a hospital and not you not see somebody like you literally, you run into everybody. Although back back then you had your visiting hours, so I think it would probably be a little less busy. But even even in my you know the times I've been at the hospital has always just been you know quiet and. Mm. They're coming for you, Barbara. I think one day we'll end up doing that one too. What's that? Night of the Living Dead, the OG. Yeah, we never did. Uh, 
Yeah, Undead. we did. The, yeah, we, we did never like, did any um, zombie. The other one, like a but I gotta tell you, man, I am never. I've never been a huge zombie movie fan. They just to me. Do you like them smutty? Oh, the smutty. Smutty. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> I say, what is smutty? Do you like them when they're like kind of like satire, like Shaun of the Dead, when they're like that? Or no, I mean it, those are fun because it's just satire, and I'm a I'm a satire fan. Period. It could be in any any genre. I'm gonna be on board for satire. Period. Um, no, I don't know. It's just uh, to me having a villain or monster or whatever you want to call them have a thought process other than one thing. You know, that the whole mindless horde doesn't do it for me. Okay. I know more recently with like The Walking Dead and World War Z and that kind of thing, they made them, even uh, um, Army of the Dead, they yeah, made, that, that they one made, made them, them more. Yeah, they made them more. Something was going on, especially Army of the Dead, you know, when we talked about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Commu- they had like levels of uh, hierarchy there. Yeah, that, to me, that, that made, that's a little bit more because there's something more to them than just that one thing. Uh, Walking Dead and... Um, in World War Z, to me, like that that swarm mentality, mm. you know, where they were running and you know, you had your runners going after. Also, I think they they do that in um, Twenty Eight Days Later. Yeah, yeah, they were like the running zombies. Or, or is that the Sandra Bullock one I just mentioned? What was the Sandra Bullock one? <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was when she had to get sober. <laughs> oh man! Did I say I was, the wrong title? Yeah, is when you said that I was thinking of a Sandra Bullock movie, and I was. Do you remember that weird movie she did a couple years ago on Netflix? What was it? Where she was blind? Oh, uh, Birdcage. 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 No, was it Birdcage? Was it that one? Birdcage. No, it was something with birds. I know. You better get the hell out of that house, man. Okay. Yeah. Twenty eight days later, I was right. Okay. Even the mask is a little weird. Yeah, bird, it's, the it's bird kind box, of off, the bird box, it? the bird box. That's what that's called. Okay, yeah, that does. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? But seeing the bird box, we never got a true understanding I, of what um, was going on. That's the one thing I kind of. I'm okay with I, something I, like that. That I remember uh, one funny thing uh, Melissa French told me about that. She called it. She texted me like, "Are you watching the shit box?" I'm like, oh, "The bird box? No, the shit box." I just I couldn't stop laughing when I heard that. Like shit box. <laughs> hey, is this the same neighborhood where they filmed the birds or the birds? <laughs> I wonder. Because it was sort of cul-de-sac-y. Mm, maybe. Because it doesn't say where they filmed the the neighborhood, and that might be that might be where they are because that looks maybe. very very similar. Some of those homes. When did she die? Huh? When did she die? She didn't. That's Lori. Oh, shit. I thought it was somebody. I was like, I don't remember her dying. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I was like, oh, I haven't got to the hospital yet. Yeah, we're still we're still working our way up to the to the shit box. Shut up. <laughs> Not that bad. You recognize somebody in there? I'm, I'm looking right now. Who is that shit? Um, we did a movie. Oh, did, did we do that movie yet? I don't know. I don't want to look up at the cast, but I am. Last Starfighter. Oh, shit. It is him. That's Alex Rogan. 
on a graduate in this world. He went from EMT to video gamer. Well, this is, uh, I think, beforehand, so I think you might be safe. Oh. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think last, I think uh, last Starfighter was a, a couple years after this. Actually, this is his first movie. Yeah, the last Starfighter is 84. Oh, so we got some years. Yeah, in between there, he uh, did a movie called uh, I Ought to Be in Pictures. And then, God, what, six years after this, he did probably, you know, one of my favorite movies with him. And when he had actually got the full beard going, Jaws the Revenge. Oh, boy. It's a very empty hospital now. Now I'm starting. Like, there's, like, like, haven't there been murders this whole night? Like, like there's nobody in the parking lot. Like this, but, but were there murders this night? Yeah, like people were dead. Like this place yeah. should be. Yeah, they're just. I mean, did they go to another hospital? <laughs> we're gonna go three towns over. Now, that is the other nurse, I think, is Leo Rossi. Leo Rossi? Yeah. Um, Why does this guy look like Steve Perry? Take a look at him again. No, I, 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 that's, yeah, I see. I know here. That's, that's, that's who I'm talking about. What other patient? There are no there other There are no patients. other patients. She's the only one on call. Could you wait over there? Doctor will be with you in a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I see I see four people here. All right, so it's more than I thought. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got we got five people. Yeah, they're all nurses. And, so and, most, and, most, and, the, and most of those die. Dude, this guy should not be on call now. He's gotta be what? Late sixties? Oh no, man! You gotta have like the youthful doctors at night, the ones who are living off caffeine and caffeine pills. Someday, love will. <laughs> Fool, I don't know what you're doing with that goddamn needle. I'd punch you in the face. Why does he focus the needle so much? Well, it, well, you got to think it, a lot of people have fucking needle phobia. So, I mean, that's. He's doing a good job. Like, I don't have a needle phobia, but I'm just looking at it. Like, Dear God, Luma, shut up. Right over there. Look over, look over there. He's a must be over there. Dude, if I'm the freaking cop, I'm like, you know what, dude? You're just a fucking doctor here, and here, a bad here, one at that. Here, look I'm at this light. Stop. Look at this light real fast. <laughs> <laughs> See? Even he, he called about his shit. He's like, you let him out. Even though I, I don't think it was really his fault. But. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he drove up, and there were fucking wackos all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, like, how is that letting him out? <laughs> now, this cop actually did return uh, in Halloween Kills, uh, the, the 20, 2021 movie, as the same character. Yeah, wasn't it played uh, by, uh, 
What's his name? Oh. Hmm? I'm trying to think of the actor's name. It's not Ed Harris. Char- Charles Charles Cyphers. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he returned. Yeah, that's I'm reading his list. No, I was thinking like when you were saying he, he came back in Halloween Kills. Yeah, he did. Who- as the same character. As the sheriff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought he was played by somebody else. No, 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 no. He came back oh, as, okay. as Lee Lee Brackett. Sheriff Lee Brackett. Man, this guy has like a pseudo Michael Myers mask right there. Like, yeah. I, I don't like one. Oh, yeah. This is like the first time we start seeing other people with the mask. Oh, oh, speed boy. bump. Well, that's that. That got out of hand real quick. Yeah. What the hell was he carrying in that Dude. fucking bag? Dude, they just freaking murder a kid. That's frightening. Dude, and then we're just watching him burn to death. That's right, Loomis. Now you you well, got to get you got to go I'm into not, one of this those. This is on you, Loomis. Loomis has got to go in one of those special rooms now. Dude, Loomis should go to jail. They should well, arrest him. He didn't him. do this anything. He just he he didn't do anything. He was chasing the kid. The deputy fucking ran him over. He, he dude, he just killed somebody and he's leaving. No, Wait a no, minute, no, no, dude, that guy, we, no, we got, guy, we got that a manslaughter right here, dude. No, you don't. Hey, Loomis didn't do anything. Loomis, did Loomis shoot him? No, I'm talking about the deputy. He ran oh, him over. Oh no, but the deputy's still sitting there watching his car on fire. No, the other. Did he just leave? No, no, that's what that was him oh. standing next to the car, rubbing his face. Like, what did I just do? Yeah, you got the cops, man. Arrest that dude. He is the cops. Come on. Well, other cops. <laughs> There's witnesses there that saw him do it. Anyway. And yeah. The world's emptiest hospital. Hey, I just met you and you were a bloody mess. I'm here to hit on you, though. It's, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Okay, dude, this was one of your favorite movies. Why are you joining me? You don't 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 join oh, me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> You've been too influenced here. You're supposed to be yeah. defending hey, this on, movie. <laughs> All right, better now. This isn't Batman and Robin, all right? Mm-hmm. Good job. Come on, Jimmy. Let's get out of here. It's too bad that he got unmasked in the first film. Like an an idea I thought they could have done. I mean, obviously he wasn't cast yet, but like what if like Michael had left after he shot that night and you see the Acme symbol, but you know, and she never sees his face at all. And then, of course, this guy's introduced and he's visiting. He kind of likes her. And and then he's Michael. I don't know. Uh, no, it's, I didn't like that idea of that happening. What was it? What was it? 
number four or five, and then they also did that in Friday the Thirteenth, where Tommy like takes it gets. Like, oh take, yeah, wait a minute, wait. wait um, uh, did Tommy take over Halloween? No, he, no he, I don't think no, he was. No, no, Tommy's Tommy was Friday the Thirteenth. I'm just saying. Oh, there was, oh, there was somebody a Tommy else said that. Well. I think the the cult of Michael. That, that's yeah that's yeah, the Tommy. Was, yeah. yeah was that tommy also was there was there yeah, tommy? that was tommy also okay yeah. tom tommy was also friday the 13th so um, okay so yeah tommy dill hey. well the, the 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 Corey feldman character that was tommy and then he grew up and mm. tommy was involved in like god i want to say three three episodes i think Nice little touch bringing back the actress who played uh, this. I think it was one of his first victims. I mean, she got a, you know, credit for the sequel. I mean, didn't doesn't say any words. She's dead, but still the same actress. Okay, the sheriff, you're being a little hysterical, dude. Come on. They need. He needs. Well, he, he's the only guy that could identify him at this point. Like, the cops don't even know what he looks like. Well, the... Um, that that girl, Annie Brackett, though, the corpse, yeah, that she's she was uh, in a few other movies with... Um, with, with John Carpenter. She, you know, she kind of, like... She was like a, a school uh, buddy of his. Oh, okay. So, so she did the rounds. Probably yeah. was another. What like was she in like Prince of Darkness? Uh no, she didn't do too many. But she was with him like for like Assault on Precinct Thirteen, uh, Halloween, The Fog. Um, she actually later <clears throat> came back in Halloween Three, the season of which and played a different character. Uh, so she hmm. you know she worked with him on several like movies. But again, that's how he was, and he got like he. Everybody talks about you know directors getting like their little their, their favorite actor or favorite two. He really had a core group of actors he liked to work with. Mm. Now keep an eye out. There is a uh, very young Saturday Night Live alum in here. Is she coming up or he coming up? He is coming. Barry, up. Yeah, yeah. Look, look for yeah. a gentleman named Barry. His name is Barry McNoll, uh, McNoll, um, butchering that, McNoll, Barry McNoll. It's a young Dana Carvey. Really? Yeah. Yep. Keep an eye out for him. Yeah. Dana Carvey, huh? Yeah. What is Dana Carvey been up to nowadays? Uh, doing anything? Because I know Steve Martin and Martin Short, they're uh, he doing, was doing stuff. He was doing some voiceovers, I think. I think he was in The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. He's done a lot of, like... Again, with the jumps. <laughs> it gets me every time. This is what I like about, like, these two films. Like, the way that the shape shows up. 
it's like you know it's coming you just don't know when and when it comes it's like the music hits and like oh shit he's there Yeah, I think I think Dana's role in here is really small, very similar to like um, David Spade in a uh, Police Academy, but uh, the Citizens on Patrol. David Spade was in that. Yeah, Ooh. he was he was no, one of the skateboard punks. Hmm. Look it up. All right, I'm gonna look yeah. that up. Do, do your research, everybody. Yeah. Uh. He he uh he was in there as one of the skateboard punks, and uh, the skateboarder that. Filled in for him was Tony Hawk. Man, I like when you like when you see the tricks getting done. It was Tony Hawk. I saw a picture of Tony Hawk the other day, and uh, he was posing with um, I think, was it Roman Reigns or somebody? And he was a hey, dude. He's walking on the cane now. I was like, oh man, that sucks. Well, he probably just hurt himself. I mean, he's he still goes out and does he still skateboard? Oh, yeah. Okay, I was, yeah. I was wondering. Actually, I think it was last year. He was trying to. I think he was trying to make. I think with his age, he was trying to do forty something or fifty move or fifty tricks that he used to be able to do, and he wanted to see if he that he could do them still in his fifties, and he still was able to. Oh, was it okay? Yeah. All right. I was yeah. just wondering. Okay. Yeah, now he's I, probably I just yeah, he probably just hurt himself. All right, I thought something. I was like, oh man, that sucks because I mean, I always used to Tony Hawk being like just a badass. I used to have that Tony Hawk game. I think it was for PlayStation One. I was obsessed with that game. See, I was a skateboarder, and I never got into the video games. So I was like, I'd I love just that game. I wasn't a big skateboarder, but I love that game. And our typical Paul Bort mall cop. Come on, bro. You're not doing your job. Like, dude, he's literally right there. Could have screamed it, but no, nah, it's okay. Ooh. Who is she? No. I'll have to look at it again. It is kind of creepy that this whole freaking hospital is empty. Say what you will with the logistics, but this guy is a bitter dude. Dude, sing some journey. You'll be happy. That's why he's bitter. He got kicked out of journey. No, this is like uh before he got the journey. And then he <laughs> after this he goes there. You know, the real journey before Steve Perry got there, they were like a, a, a jam band. Yeah. Them, uh, Dream Theater was also Dream there. Theater's another one, yep. It's all they were, just... Oh, I know who she is. This girl was in an episode of Knight Rider. Okay, dude, you just named every like eighties. I know, actress. but like this one, I remember her from a Knight Rider episode. I don't know why. Name every eighties actress that never became anything. She was in Knight Rider. She was, if you look her up, one episode. See, he's writing a new Journey song. That's yeah, yeah. 
See, that's why he got kicked out. I, I don't he, think he, was a horrible, he was a horrible that. lyricist. <laughs> that's right. Somebody else. <laughs> that's the journey we would have gotten. <laughs> he said on my face. This <laughs> is like just random weirdo. See, Michael's smart enough. He's just hiding around. See, this is where it gets me. Like th that scene where he's just walking down the stairs. Nothing. Now it gets really quiet. Okay, you've got a you got a maternity ward, but where are the moms? They're asleep. One, two. You got two kids in there. Well, it's, uh, it's been a slow night. Moms are resting, probably. Kid. Oh, she works in the uh, pediatrician ward. Okay. Yeah, paternity ward. Yeah. Paternity. Michael wouldn't kill kids, would he? It's a good little touch here. I like that that she doesn't know like reality from yeah, she, like well, she didn't know who he was. I mean, she, there was never an explanation of who he was. All it was was a dude in a mask trying to kill her and her and her the kids. And now we're getting the little backstory. Now like, she's yeah. Now she's finding out. You know, that's what's what what's happening. This chick needs to get laid, man. Like Jesus. Man. Hey, give the guy some props. Yeah, you're obviously alone. Did they die? No. No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think they're... Oh, phone, phone's out. Here we go. 
Mrs. She's married. Oh boy, poor guy. Hmm. Yep, phones are dead. I don't think this is the first time we've seen that trope where the phones are all dead. No, yeah, that's going to be... That, that's got to be... Uh, that'd be interesting to see where it dates back to. I mean, it's got to be like during the Hitchcock era stuff. I'm thinking. Okay, this cop, this beat cop right here. This guy is the, he is like the, um, he has a son, right? And you see him in a movie later on called Terminator 2. He's that security guard's like son. What? That, the, the guy with the, the mustache that yeah. walked through? The, the beat cop. Yeah, what about him? I'm just saying he has a son that appears in Terminator 2. Because they just look alike. Oh, at the jail or at the mm -hmm. psych, psych ward. Okay, okay. So I was like, I was, I was trying to feel it, connect it with. Yeah, like Terminator. the mustache and stuff. They, they, I, they're know, kind yeah, of I didn't. The yeah, same. I didn't. Shoot. See, that's a jump scare. So this movie actually is not considered a slasher film. This is actually considered a splatter film. Um. Mm. Okay. Partially uh, because of, if you look at, like, uh, this is, like, one of the first, like, that you, you made a comment about it, and you're, it's going to come back later. Because, obviously, it's probably been a while since you've seen the movie, and it's been a while since I have, too. The, that whole hyper, the, the needle in the arm, why you're like, why, ooh, why, why are they hyper-focusing on this? There's a scene later. Oh, it's a payoff? Uh, sort of why they were kind of hyper-focusing on it, and that scene is what makes it a splatter film. Compared, you know, compared to a slasher film, like in, in like the genres, um, also this one elevated the amount of blood and the gore. Compared. Oh, there's a lot more gore in this film. Yeah, I mean a lot more. Yeah, but there are a few, few things that fall into there, into that that kind of like that genre of of a uh, of that. They refer to it also as kind of like a, like a torture porn, in a way. Uh, sort they of. show like like I, like I could see that a little like, bit. Like like I mean, if you look more contemporary, you look at like Hostel Three, you look at Human Centipede, you look at the Collection. Those sort of fall under that that kind of um, that kind of idea. See that shot right there that just passed. Yeah, like this one right here where you're just staring into that corridor. That's freaky. There's nothing there. It's just low lit. It's to direct your eyes. It's to make you think something's going to happen. Exactly. Be it's like, wait, wait, what's that? 
that's what that's what I love about some that's what I love about some movies. You look at it and you're like, they're making you look there because you know the trope. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes they're like, there's no payoff, and then they misdirect you to something else. Go ahead, buddy. Check it out. Yeah, there's a there's a movie, and I wish I, I'm gonna try to find it, because it's there. It, there's a scene where they're in the hospital, and they like lull you into this like this false sense of like security where you're seeing. It's just a film. It's a, aimed down a hallway, and there's a cross hallway that goes in for, like in the middle of the scene, and then in the back there's another door, and you see a guard sitting there, and nurse walking by, and this and that, and it just you're like you're getting lulled into this, and you're thinking, oh, something's gonna happen here. Nurse goes into a door, does this like very long scene where nothing is going on. And then like as like the the, the guard gets up, leaves the room, comes back, sits down. So you're getting okay, so nothing's gonna happen since he's here. Okay, he's there, he's leaving again. You just see the nurse kind of going from her desk to a room to this to this. And then all of a sudden she comes walking out of this room and out of nowhere on the side hallway, this guy just comes after her, like arms out to choke her. Oh nice. And it's just one of those scenes. I got, I wish I could remember. It's a, it's like a seventies movie, and it's like oh, just this weird, like like this lull. You're like, okay, we're good, we're good. What the fuck was that? No, uh, the the horror movie for for me, oof, grim, was uh, the first, the original Suspiria. That movie freaks me out. Like you do shit like, ooh. even the new one was like that too. But like the o- the OG one was just Oof. you killed a kid. I would say so. Didn't know this guy was in charge. That was the other guy. So this is a thing they um they kind of continue on in the couple of sequels. Actually, the newer ones they made a point of this, especially the second one. They were not great, but now the town is they live in fear now. They're because they're just figuring out. Oh, this guy comes from our town. So now they're just, they're spooked, and this guy's still on the loose, and they and they bring that back later in like the uh, the newer ones, especially the third one. Not great, but I kind of like that. It's just afraid of the guy. Yeah, they're all kind of paranoid now. 
now everybody's on point. Everybody's like, like I said before, he's in that fear note. That's everything is fear. The town's afraid. Everybody's afraid. one of the things that Loomis does pretty well and actually he um he does it well to the next four movies is they keep adding on this layer of Michael like you know why does he do it like, and Loomis is like well it's just him it's, there's something in him and like there's more than it's like he's like some kind of entity the shape that's what they call him so hey look it's the Hardy Boys I know hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm not sure when the they came out. But man, you could have done like a Hardy Boys in Halloween. Nancy Drew, you could throw in there too. Oh, and by the way, uh, I think that was your Michael Myers right there. He, oh, was it? He plays Patrol Man Number Three in this. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So wow. he's yeah he's Mike he's Michael Myers, the Shape, and Patrol Man Number Three. Now, as it gets later at night in the hospital, you could see the lights are dimming. It's just adding. Like when we first saw the hospital, it was kind of bright. Then it went kind of mid. Now we're just getting to like that nighttime, deep, deep, like overnight hour. You could see more of the shadows. The shadow knows. Shadows. Have you watched uh, Where the Shadows Know, like the uh, the series yet? Uh, bits. Like little okay. bits of pieces just here. I'm wondering if I should get into it. I mean, it's fun. I mean, you know. I love the movie. I give it a shit. Dude, creeper. Was it a nail clipper? Oh, that's scissors. You're gonna have sex with them. Okay. Yeah. Of course she is. Seventies fuck boys. <laughs> Jesus. What <laughs> a fucking horn dog. This is when he busts out Highway Run <laughs> Under the Midnight Sun. Now, this is the one you were saying that's been in all of the. Uh... Yes, yes. Yeah, she, uh, she, she, she is definitely is a, one of those uh, '80s sitcoms. Oh well, no, she was. Uh, she was often, 
often appeared in television series created by Glenn A. Larson, who pretty much programmed 80s television. Were they married? I wonder. No, no, they just, she just happened to be part of that. Uh, she was the daughter of a uh, actress, Julie Bishop. Um, she did. 1923 to 1957 movies. She did like 80 films. So, oh, wow. Yeah, her, her how old is she now? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about her mom did 80 films. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to ask she, you how old is she now? The yeah. actress is 74. The, Pamela Susan Shoop. Okay, this this is like... This is where I was like... The, yeah, this is fucking... Yeah, probably the weakest part of the film for me. Ruin the, the series. Now we're just like explaining. Yeah, they're related, and I don't know. Yeah, like I said, yeah. But again, if they if they continued and they set everything up like they wanted to, like if John Carpenter really set this up as like an anthology series, it would have been okay. Like the first, this one to this one would have made sense. If mm-hmm. this is where it went and where it ended. But and then, you know, because they didn't explain what they were going to do, then they dropped three and everybody, you know, pitched a fit about three. So, well, it was, well, of course, like he like you just said, but I think what happened was, you know, the movie got popular. Michael became kind of like like iconic and that was pretty much it. Like he didn't I don't think he saw that coming. Nobody did. He saw that after number one, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty oh, yeah, sure of course. After, yeah, but again, that's one, why they, like, he could have set it up, the sequel saying, hey, this is an anthology, this is a final, you know, and then, you know, he, he I just think it was very poorly executed film. Oh, series. yeah, obviously it was. Or, like, you're which, right. If he, which he surprises me better, with, with who it's from. Like, like he really could have, because he's known for amazing films. Mm, oh, yeah. Like, we've done a couple of them. Boobs. Well, they got a hot tub in the hospital. Sweet. Well, you know, for for sore muscles, rehab and stuff. I um, I saw one of those films, those horror films on TikTok again today when I'm at my lunch break. The first one that came out was a movie called Parasite. Not sure if you've seen this one. I think so. Oh, it was like one of the first movies that Demi Moore ever did. I was like, okay. But dude, like the special. I mean, the practical effects, man. There's this one thing. Like everything else is kind of cool looking. But they have this one scene where it's like the parasites dropping from the ceiling. It looked so fake. It looked like Seymour from like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, was yeah. Coming. Just... But he was smaller. It was strange. But they have, they have a lot of good movies on there too. Like a lot of like, if we didn't do the list we did, the ones oh, yeah. they mentioned, yeah, some of them I'm like, oh yeah, definitely would have put them on there. Like there's some weird ones on there. Like Parasite was one of them. Um, uh, there was one about I think it was Rock and Roll Hell about a rock star. It's basically Studio Six 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 before that. That would have been a fun one to do. But um, never know. Never know. Maybe one of these nights.
And this right here, you have the silent death. No music, no nothing. It's just, it's just her putting on her towel and like in the background, it's him. So yeah, John Carpenter is not a fan of this movie either, by the way. Really? Yeah, it says here, John Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill originally had no interest in making a sequel as they believed the original Halloween just was a standalone movie. Ended with a cliffhanger, done. Uh, Carpenter also felt at the time the studio hadn't paid him a, a fair amount of money to write, writing, directing the original movie, considering you know, how profitable it was. Uh, when the off uh, when the uh, studio offered him uh, more money to write the script for the sequel, Carpenter accepted the job as well as pr uh, producer's credit, so he can make that money back. But yeah, he said it was he, he was like he had a lack of ideas. The script was not forming, and he personally stated that uh, helping him through the screenplay process was a six pack of Budweiser every day, which uh, he believed in uh, caused the inferior writing. He later called this movie an abomination and a horrible movie. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Dude, look at that. That's sick, dude. Freaking skin is just peeling off. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Oof. Cool makeup effects, though. That makes more sense. Halloween 2 was originally written to take place in a high-rise apartment building. Later in script meetings, they moved it to the hospital. That would have been a little bit different. So we would have like the towering inferno, but Halloween. I would have gone more Poltergeist three, but yeah, kind of. Ooh, that's a good one. I remember that one. I mean, because again, it took took place in a high rise. I could see that got that kind of. You go from the suburbs to, you know, into inner city. That would have been different, but yeah. But I think that I think that might have helped a little bit better. Like, and it probably would have explained the lack of people. See, this is where a lot of Halloween and four and five get their kind of mythology from. Is like this the the blood ridden of Sam Hain. Mm -hmm. They went a lot into that territory. Like they didn't obviously three they didn't do it, but when they brought four and five, they kind of just brought this shit back. So it did connect. Yeah. Anyway. Again, it's one of those little things, you know, somebody's a fan of, you know, the, the series of movies and they listen and they go, we go back, you know, we always go back to, to Star Wars, mm. you know, as, as Obi-Wan talks about the Clone Wars. It's mm. this infancy seed, you know, drops in everybody's head. Oh, my God, what what is he talking about? And they kind of do that here in a horror movie, like, hey, you know, okay, we're listening about, you know, the, this 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 connection with Sam Hain and... Yeah, they just brought it back. And yeah, when they when he said that in the original Star Wars, I was like, oh man, what the fuck Everybody is the Clone did. Everybody did. What's the Clone Wars? I mean, hey, we, you know, I, I know growing up and as a kid, we played the Clone Wars and there was no Clone Wars to be yeah, played. Yes, you're right. You're, you, <laughs> dude, you're 100%. We did, I did play Clone Wars. I'm like, yeah, we're like, well, what is it? We don't know, but we're going to make it up. <clears throat> My version was, um, was there was a, like a lot of like dark 
forces. I had like the the, the dark side, and I forgot. I had like robots who had the force. It was strange. And what I love about it, you know, we got the Clone Wars, but not in the movies. We got the Clone Wars in an animated, and it came from a fan our age that grew up probably doing what we did. You know, yeah. He 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 had the the movie to sort of like say, hey, this is kind of the beginning. This was the end of the Clone Wars, but really, we never saw the Clone Wars and. You know, no, that, in, yeah, in the, the movies, that was it the was Clone all the, Wars, yeah, and, and if anybody out there is still kicking, screaming, bitching, I don't want to watch it, watch the Clone Wars. A fucking, uh, uh, Arius Quinones finally watched it. He's a fucking super geek. He's never I, seen Clone I'll Wars. You, I shit it on the prequels and it's on the archives. And I got to admit, after finishing watching Clone Wars and Rebels, I think those movies get a lot of unjustified do now. I think they're a big part of what's happening in Star Wars in a way. Oh, yeah. You got to think of it. How, many, how, many, how, many, how many references do you see? You, you saw Tons. in Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and the references are in Andor. Mm-hmm. It's they're everywhere. Book of Boba. I mean, everywhere, Obi-Wan, yeah. everywhere there is references. And, and that's where that's kind of where it is. And that's fine. Um, so the characters are from yeah. Clone Wars, too. So that's why that's why I'm really really excited to see where where like the High so Republic good. stories go. No, no, now we're gonna get delve into the High Republic. I can't wait because I'm I love the fact they're doing all of that. So Ahsoka is gonna be probably more leaning towards Rebels, but I, I love Dave. I love what he's done, and I've loved the stories we've seen so far. I'm ready to move on. And if we're gonna yeah. go, if we're moving, oh, the on, acolyte is the, the acolyte, acolyte be yeah. the High Republic. Yep, yep. Can't wait. And that's, that's you know, and I, and I, I, I poo pooed, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the books at first. And I went and I, I just don't think I was ready to read them. But when I went back and I started rereading the High Republic books, I really enjoyed them. They, oh, really? Because yeah. at first you didn't like oh, them. Oh, no, I, I didn't like I thought it was too many. It was like too much of an ensemble cast in the book. Like there were so many characters. Mm. And I was just so used to, you know, having a five or six, you know, main cast. And this really uh, delved more into it. So, and that's why I'm like, I really can't wait. We're obviously we're not going forward just yet. So let's go ahead and go backwards. And I think that'll be, that'll be awesome. I think backwards is best right now. Cause uh, oof. Nice. This is what they're talking about when they talk about splatter, the eyeball. Remember when they were saying they were making that because he was jabbing in the arm. Cool way. Here he comes. What an awesome shot that was right there. Boom. Here it is. Oh, this is what makes it splatter. Michael has sensitive hands that he's able to kill. He's showing his range as a killer. Like he had the butcher knife. Now he's working on hammers. He's using. What's up with the mask? Is there a different mask? Because that's dude. Watch part weird. four and five. The mask gets whiter and whiter. But the face looks so. It didn't look. It looks so bloated. Yeah. Thing. So your uh, your journey singer uh, Leo Rosso, Rossi, mm-hmm. he actually is the one that got Jamie Lee Curtis and his, and her husband to uh, meet and uh, and get together. 
Yeah, they've been married forever. Yeah, yeah, right? uh, yeah. Chris, well, Christopher oh. Guest. I mean, if nobody's ever doesn't know who Christopher Guest is, I mean, you freaking Mighty Wind, Spinal Tap, um, Best in Show. I mean, just an amazing, great actor. Uh, but no, it was uh, Leo Rosso and introduced Jamie Lee Curtis to her husband, Christopher, through a their mutual celebrity softball league. They had a celebrity softball league they all played with, and that's how they met. And yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. If nobody has gotten a chance to look up who Christopher Guest is. Do yourself a favor. I mean, he doesn't do much now, right? He's kind of retired, I think. No, I mean, I think he's still doing, and with I think he's still working with that group that did all of those other ones. Hmm. You know, the, the Mighty Wind and all those. I think that I think that group is still. I think it's the lighting with the mask. You think that's what it is? Yeah, because if you look at the scene right here, the the mask is back to being that kind of disheveled look. I but think it, it doesn't it, look it, like the the same mask, though. I think it does. It still has the same features on it. I don't know what. Do you it think like it the hair is a little like bit naughtier? I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. It just doesn't like the face. Just does not look okay. like. I just think it was the lighting. It's a like I said. It's a little subtle touch with the lighting. By the way, just getting darker and darker and darker. Looks like the last thing Christopher Guest did was a, a mock you documentary, which he always those are kind of the, the, his style. Uh, was called Mascots on uh, Netflix. It had uh, him, Jane Lynch, Parker Posey, Fred Willard, basically the same freaking group mm, of actors. Same that, casting yeah, crew. That, yeah, I mean, they, they all work together. I mean, like I said, look at the Mighty Wind, uh, Best in Show. I just. Best in Show is a good movie, love man. Love Best in Show. Watch the Mighty I Wind. Love Best in Show. Especially <laughs> since you've recently sort of. In the last year, you've kind of discovered the folk music of like like Alison Krauss. And, and I have, and I and I was dead wrong about best it. Thing, just, or the, 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 the a mighty wind is sort of a like a sort of a nod to that because it's they're celebrating somebody's life of that was that was a big member of this folk scene, mm. and, but it's got that same humor and that same satire that you could see in like in Best of Show and that you would see in you know Spinal Tap. It's just got that that great humor to it, and like I said, being a now that you're sort of you know initiated into that getting style, into the initiation of yeah. that type of music, yeah. <laughs> okay, Jamie, you know the phones don't work. Do something else. And then, if you want another great kind of standalone one for uh, for Christopher Guest, look up uh, "Waiting for Guffman." I remember waiting for Guffman. I think I think waiting for Guffman was sort of like this this the beginning of that of that group of actors because it had it had Eugene Levy in it, it had Catherine O'Hare, Fred Willard, Parker Posey. I'm sorry, I mean you you can love Parker Posey from Blade Three, but you got to I mean when you watch her and other things, she just an amazing actress. Bob Balin or Balin. Okay, yeah, I, I know this crew. Oh yeah, you know you you know them all. <laughs> you definitely know them all. I like Fred Willard it's, and Eugene Levy. Is this dude Eugene Levy when he did those American Pie movies as a dad, dude? Hysterical. Sorry, I I I, I remember Eugene Levy, and it's one of those ones I hate to hate to say it, but Armed and Dangerous. That's where I remember him from. Oh, another good one. <laughs> Like and John Candy make Ryan. I mean, 
you can't when you when you put you go like make Ryan was oh yeah. What does she do? She doesn't do much now. I don't think she has to. Oh yeah, of course not. She's <laughs> I mean, she she was she was in every nineties uh, romantic comedy. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think she's she's good. You know, you got mail, French kiss, courage under fire, addicted to love, city of angels. July, I like that movie, City of Angels. Had the weird Nick Cage as an angel thing where he he couldn't he didn't blink. And dude, have you seen the trailer? Come on. I know you watched it. For what? Did you see it? I, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. You got to say words. Oh, the uh, Nick Cage trailer for uh, uh, what's the name of fucking Dracula's handler? Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah, I saw the um, I saw like the quick one they had where he like walked into like a an AA meeting or something like that. Oh, there's a full trailer. Now. I, yeah, no, I haven't seen that. No, I haven't Dude, seen it, that. It, it looks fun. Oh, it's, I'm going to see it. I don't need to see the full trailer. Sorry. I, Renfield. I, Renfield. Yeah, thank Renfield. You. Yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm coming to the point where I'm like, just like, yeah, I if I know a movie I'm going to go see, I don't need. I do not want to watch a trailer. Uh, Hollywood has gotten out of the control about like spoiling way too much in a movie during the trailer. So I have now, uh, now I've now determined I'll, I'll I'll catch the tease to see if I like a little. But that's it. I'm not going to delve. I'm not going to delve too deep. And I love the fact that uh, that was it. Universal got sued, and they lost for uh, for mis misleading in a trailer. Oh, did you did you read that? Oh, uh, it's perfect because you and I had the same comment. We were talking about uh, what was it? Um, Infinity War. They lied to us about the Hulk. Now I get like uh, for Civil War they omitted Spider Man. That I get cool with that. But when you show something. You don't show it, and in it's the movie? not in the theme. That's that's false advertisement, as far as anybody should be concerned about. Dude, watch the look. The original, remember the original Justice League trailer that came out, and it showed all those scenes that you we never saw in the movie, but we saw in the Snyder cut. Yeah, Same thing. I may get a couple of scenes here, but like when they're like advertising, this is going to happen. Yeah, that's kind of. And it's a lot. Like I, the one I've, I'm trying to remember which trailer it was that that, that that they got lost on, but yeah, that one had a lot of things that were not on there. <clears throat> Straight up lied. Yeah, and I, when I saw that, I was like, "Good." It's the beginning of like, yeah, they, you can't bullshit your audience, man. Don't lie to them. And and as much as you dislike, I mean, I don't know if you dislike her. I mean, you're not a fan, obviously, of her. But the whole Taylor Swift thing, everybody's like, oh. I'm Mark safe because Taylor Swift went after. She's doing something that our boys, Pearl Jam, couldn't do. They weren't big enough to do it. She's big enough to take on Ticketmaster right now. Her fan base. Dude, I did not know her fan base was that oh, huge, though. I thought all people liked her. Oh, my like, God. They... No, dude. The fucking uh, that Tay-Tay crowd. Fuck, you don't fuck around with them. No. <laughs> they, will, uh, they will come after you. She's um and she's your making, family. I think she's directing a movie, I think this year. So they were like, "Oh, how much do you think that movie's gonna make?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know. Will it make money?" <laughs> mm-hmm. That slip scene was one take, and he 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 literally nailed like that was a he wasn't supposed uh, to slip uh, that hard. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to slip that hard, but that was a one take. You hear the thud. Mm-hmm. On his head, because it wasn't supposed to happen that hard. Yeah. He went down hard. 
See, he's been all over the hospital. Why would he just wander out there? He's taking a break. Yeah, just it's, it's the fresh air. See, he's got to upgrade his style, man, from the first one, where he's just hack and slash that knife. Now he's like popping tires, popping needles, popping eyeballs, Don't popping caps in somebody's ass. Or... Popping it literally. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like he's got to. He's going to upgrade a little bit, which I can't wait till we do upgrade in July. Love upgrade. Tension, man. Tension. Cut it with a knife. So I think in the first one, there was more enclosed spaces. And it, like, I love the first one from, um, actually, I love all the first Halloween movies like this one, the Rob Zombie one, the the last one, their first epi first like movies, but really good. But out of all of them, like all the sequels, this is the best one. Got some strength. I don't you know about the music that. there. See that? Yet? It's like you said they're adding eighties like type of music in there, like with the keyboard in the mm -hmm. beginning, and like now we got like a little bit uh, of a newer part of a score. You, you like you like in her wig. Is that her wig? Mm-hmm. Was her hair short by then? Oh yeah, she she'd already gone to the short hair. Oh, that is a wig. Okay, pretty good wig. See, he don't need to carry that knife no more. Go for smaller weapons, easier to conceal. Come on, man. Like chasing him throughout the hospital now in the boiler room. So good. See, like, oh, man. Now she's walking by bodies. Oh. Ah, uh, you're not Schwarzenegger, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to pull it on the pipe.
Ouch. Everything is just right with that red lighting, the slow walk, that music. This is like a horror movie, like just that's how you do it. You have everything in this scene, music, tension, lighting. Oh my God, this look like a wig. Fast elevator. It's a nice car, too. They do a lot of these shots where it just he just focuses on one space, like a negative space, and he keeps going back to that. Like, right? Because because again, he's already he's already trained yeah. you to look for that, and like so far now, he's like, "Well, I'm going to focus on that, but it's not going to be there." Yeah, exa yeah, exactly. So yeah, since Jamie Lee had done had did uh, the first Halloween movie, she had also done a several other she did the fog which was uh, directed by john Carpenter. I don't remember. she was the fog she the was in OG the fog one? yep uh then she was in a canadian horror film a slasher film called a uh, prom night it was a low budget uh so low budget <laughs> leslie nielsen was one of the main actors in it and it was not a spoof this was still leslie when he's at, still a serious actor. yeah it was well serious ish um, and then after that, they did a new movie uh, for uh, another movie called Terror Train. And during those, that's when she started getting her hair a little bit shorter and shorter. See, he always adds more lore. In every movie, he adds like another layer, another layer. Mm -hmm. Like this one now, it's like, oh, he's like part of, is he Sam Hain or is he something of Sam Hain? We don't know. And like the four and five, they go into that hole, which I think they went a little bit too far, but 
with the cult and witches and all right. All right. Yeah, this is not my favorite part. Yeah. Is this whole, like, what? Sister? Sister. You have a twin sister. He's a cop. He knows where all the hospitals are, you dummy. Looks like he's drunk. (laughs) I wouldn't trust him driving now. So film critic Robert Ebert, who like raved about Halloween one, gave negative reviews to like all three of Curtis's 80s films up to this point. So, you know, obviously Halloween was the first was was not one of them, but the three 80s films that she had done that the fog prom night and then the terror train, he bombed. He's like he just gave horribly uh, negative reviews to those and it said basically Curtis is to the current horror film glut what Christopher Lee was to the last one Christopher Lee was in a lot of horror movies in the earlier like in the 60s and 70s and he was a lot of more negative reviewed yeah um, they were they, yeah, they were. and then he, go, he goes yeah he's just like Christopher Lee was to the last one or Boris Karloff was into the in the 1930s like Ooh. she's getting compared to some great like iconic actors in in the horror genre and literally that's what she had done to this point that's what she is you know she that's again that that scream queen thing that you know everybody talks about it's not this movie no no she's no, no, done a bunch of movies i think her first like <clears throat> non-horror film was trading places Wanda. oh trading places well that's yeah right. you got 1983 trading places she was in there i mean then you got i think she did like blue steel in 80 or no, that's Blue Steel was ninety. Oh, Blue Steel was later. That's yeah. uh, that's the one dude who looks like um, uh, I know he passed away, but that was a good movie, like corrupt cop stuff. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, like her first like first four films technically or five were horror. You had Halloween, Prom Night, Fog, Terror, and then this one. Hmm. Yeah, she hung around the horror genre for a long time. Made a made a career out of it too. So, I mean, she started these two films and then like a couple other Halloween. Like she was in H two L, then like the sequel, and then like the she was in the last three. She wasn't in any of the zombies. This guy doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Like whatever, all right, fine. You can't yell more than that, girl. Oh, now you yell. Now you yell. Yeah. So after this one, she did Money on the Side, then Trading Places. Um, and then she was in a movie we did, but it was a deleted scene. This is interesting. I did not know this. She was in the adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension. In a deleted scene. Really? She played Buckaroo's mom. Wow. Sandra Banzai. 
You found her quick. And then, uh, so after that, she uh, did probably one of the best sexy scenes in a jazzercise was perfect. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe you. I, that was like a... Uh, didn't they make a video out of that for some music band? I think somebody used that. Like no, somebody just used that and you know created a spank bank for the 80s, guys. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, if nobody's seen that, then yeah, that's... Spank bank. Oh, boy. But yeah, if nobody's ever seen that, yeah. And then, like, yeah, so she had that. Then she did a couple movies, as Summer Dies, Amazing, Chuck and Grace, or Grace and Chuck, and then she did Fish Call Wanda. But she was great in. Look at that. Here we go. You know he can't die. So we're literally ending this movie the same way as the first one. Minus the coyote body print on the ground. Yeah, yeah yes, minus the coyote. Oh, no, does he, I think he's leaving. Hot, well, pull your gun out, cop, and put one in it between his fucking eyes. He's had this gun the whole time, and now you're going to tell him he's all, you're all, you're the only one authorized. All right, copper. Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Come on. He's the Undertaker, dude. Oh, there we go. Who's the other composer besides Carpenter? The other guy you mentioned in the beginning? Oh, um, Alan something. Yes, hold on. Horworth, Horworth, I think. Horworth. Because you can hear a lot of his composition in like the newer themes that he's doing. Like this part right here where it's like din, 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 din. That wasn't in the first part. And like he added something else. Well, it's also, I mean, you got to realize you're three years separated. You're having new technology. I mean, like I said, you heard, oh, the, yeah, you heard course, the synth but... at the beginning. Uh, Alan uh, uh, Howarth. Yeah, Howard. Yeah, that's it. Um, like I said, I mean, he was involved in the Star Trek motion picture. The you you can tell too because like his sounds are more yeah. like I don't know what the word is like more harmonious. They're more up upright, and it kind of adds to like the uh, the doom of Carpenter. Well, he's the one. Like when you listen to this one and the original one, you'll hear this like weird kind of time change going on. He was kind of like the the, the influence on that. I mean, even in the in the newer Halloween's, John Carpenter and his son, they did the score, and you could, you could hear Carpenter, but you could hear his son too. There is more rock here, which I kind of dug. Well, I think that was also Carpenter. You got to realize Carpenter's a yeah, he's, I know, he's in a like band. He, he's in a been in a rock band, so it's dude. If, if I can ever have the chance to see John Carpenter live, I would. I heard he puts on a killer show. You're going to break that door down. 
I think begins the trend of like L- Loomis gets like he, he he turns into Michael Myers in a way because he gets stabbed in like every film after this too. And he comes back to life. He doesn't die. He just gets like he starts limping. He's like, I'm not dead. I'm still here. Okay, yeah. This is like Wait a minute, I think you're my sister. Got him. Kick him in the jimmy. That is scary, though, how his eyes are bleeding and they're showing that whole thing, like, drip down his mask. And I think um, in the later sequels, you see the mask getting more and more and more, like, kind of decomposed. Well, yeah, like you said, like, it's dirty. It gets, you know, yeah, dried out. And I kind of like it when it's like that, when it's kind of, like, more grungy and just makes it more scarier. Like, I was like, I was a big fan of the of the masks when, in the last ones. Yes, like I yes, love the look of the really mask in the last ones. Again, to me, it looks still looked more William Shatner esque. This one just doesn't. This looks just weird. I don't know what it I is. Just, uh, to me, it's still the lighting, but you know that's you. So, like, but to I, me, it's it's like the shape of the mask around the chin and the cheek area just doesn't look the same. Well, the wig for sure, or the the hairpiece. I even like the mask of the Rob Zombie one too. It's just like after this in four and five, you you watch it like whoa. <laughs> they went a little cheap on the budget. Again, another good shot of just kind of like negative space. And then coming out of the fire. This is like, oh, what? He's not dead still? This adds to the lore. Like he's like the shape. He's just an entity. That's all he is. But then like, nope, fake out. He's dead. Hey, they're all the people. Yeah. Where have you guys been? <laughs> well, we know it's only going to be 10 because there was nobody else in there. Now, my question is, is it 10 for the hospital or 10 for the night before?
I think it's ten for the hospital. I could I, I could see a point where he could say it's oh it was ten like because the guy is it's all in the same night. Like he killed no. ten people the whole night. Well, no, no, no the hospital, more. no the the one and two are all in the same night. No, I know that. I'm just saying yeah, how many did he kill now? now? I'm just trying to think. I'll look it up online. Offline. Did he kill ten? Anyway, cool little shot here of like if anybody drives in Florida and they drive early in the morning, they'll see this heavy smoke pod mist, especially in 417 where it's horrible to drive. Just saying. And we be end the way we began with Mr. Sandman. I don't think I heard this song again until I watched Back to the Future. Any Hooter, that is Halloween Dos, my favorite of the series. I mean, there's little wonky things in there, but all in all, I loved it. Like the shots we were talking about, the music, the atmosphere, especially in the hospital, the lights get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And dimmer. It gets to a point where it's like really dark and the scares and the jump scares, the way he's uh, evolved as a killer as well. So... Mike, what do you think, sir? There's Dana Carver, by the way. Yep. He was the assistant. Like I said, yeah, it's not my not my favorite one. It's you know, I just like I said, the whole hospital thing. I thought it, it just there's too many just things about the movie that just like just didn't feel right. Uh, comparing it to the first one, yeah, definitely not, not a, not it. <laughs> so, and again, I, I, there's a lot of people that are just like you that are like, "Oh no, this is a bad." I'm like, "No, nope, I don't. I don't see it. I don't feel it. It just doesn't do it for me." Um, so I just kind of like, you know, try to just well, over it. I just like the way that we graduated from a house into a hospital, and it's more. I think it would have been cooler with a with an apartment complex. Now that now the after, apartment after, complex after I read that. could have been really good, but we saw that later, and like you mentioned, Poltergeist three. Oh, and I was wrong. Jamie Lee's Curtis' next movie was an uncredited part, which is Escape from New York. She's the narrator in the computer voice. Really? Yes. So next time you guys watch it, listen to the narrator and the voice on the computer. That is Jamie Lee Curtis, but she got uncredited for that. So, back. No. Yeah, like I said, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that either until you just told me. Yeah, I was like, because I was looking over her, like, her list of stuff she's done. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the next movie after, after this movie, she did the voice for the narration voice for that. So, what a creepy way to end. You have that Mr. Sandman, and then you lead into the Halloween theme oh my god i thought i said gilbert godfrey for still photographer like really <laughs> that was gilbert doing this movie and next time we're gonna do halloween three just joking <laughs> doing that film next ever. week we will be doing uh h2o so the 20 years later which i think is 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 poignant i think it's great it's a rebirth it's bringing jamie lee back again she was in three uh four but she was used like through stock footage and things of that nature so mm -hmm. Uh, but this will be her first return. And I think it's just a, I thought it was a kind of like a really cool refreshing. Oh, let's say this again. This is awesome. And to bring like the, some of the original back. And then they just continued. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, now you went out of hand. You know, got a little, a little out of control. So hey, literally the next movie after H2 is where it got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it went. Like, what? 
Like yeah. you had a no, good. Well, I, th- I think you had HTO, Then I think I, I think afterwards was Resurrection, and right, you know, that's when I kind of like went a little. Oh, then then yeah. we went to Zombie, and Zombie. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then, between Resurrection and Zombie, I think there was like at least like a six year, seven year gap. So I, I was like, that oh, was less okay. than that. That was like maybe four years. Really? Three. I think it was less. I don't zombie know didn't, I'm zombie didn't start yeah, doing you, his stuff until the two thousand. So. That's why. I, that's why I think that there was enough times for when, like, when Zombie came out, I was like, okay, we've had we've had some breathers, so that's that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, that's uh. Let me see here. Let's see what our franchise says here. For zombie. I was curious about that. I thought it was yeah, like so Halloween. We, yeah, we had uh, we had Resurrection. Uh, oh no, oh, five five years. Okay, really? I, I kept thinking of Resurrection. Yeah, was like, I, I knew it was like shorter. I like thought Resurrection was, was in the nineties. Sorry, that's that was my yeah. fault. Yeah, I kept thinking Resurrection was in the nineties. No, it was in the in the odds, man. And that and, uh, and Rick Rosenthal returned. That was uh, when Rick came back was in for Resurrection. So, mm. so yeah, we yeah. had about five years, uh, a little little break. It's been a while. Pretty oh. Easy there. Let's let's pump the brakes on that. <laughs> All right, guys. Make sure you do check us check out the archives uh, again. This year we are doing nothing but horror for the year of fear. Uh, we may jump in some something to you know clean the palette, lighten it up a little bit. But for the most part, that's what we're going to be doing. And uh, check us out on uh, Facebook. I'm going to try to get the uh, these posted on Facebook again as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like the one we posted on Facebook. But yeah, the year of fear continues. Check out the Facebook page. And Mike, let's get out of here. <laughs>